Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily. Today, discussing a little free agency. And Sam, you wrote an article over at PFF.com all about free agents that really shouldn't see the open market. One for each team. You know, essentially a guy, hey, they don't let him hit. Don't let him hit the open market. Bring him back. So we'll go through some of those top names. I know you touched on all 32 teams, but uh, I'm sure some of those guys were a stretch. Other ones, a little bit more pressing. So uh, give me some of the names that stood out to you that are just crucial re-signings for teams this free agency season. Yeah, there's a few different kind of types of these guys. Like, obviously, free agency, everybody thinks of that as like a shopping spree, right? You take your your salary cap money, you go find some new additions, some fancy guys that are on the open market, and you improve your team. But it's also about, like, retaining your own players, right? And making sure that quality pieces you have on the roster don't escape and don't go somewhere else. And so you've got some of these names are, like, superstar players that a team just can't afford to lose. So think... Devontae Adams for the Green Bay Packers, right? Whether or not Aaron Rodgers is playing in Green Bay next year, I don't think it matters. They need to keep Devontae Adams in place because you can't toss the keys of the franchise to Jordan Love and say, oh, you know, here it's your show now. By the way, your only good receiver isn't here anymore. So you just got to get this thing done with, you know, a reasonable offensive line, but your top receiver is Alan Lazard or Marquez Valdez-Scantling or a rookie that we're going to try and draft and replace Devontae Adams. You have to bring back Devontae Adams. But then there's some other names in here who, you know, they're not superstar players, but it's like, you, I mean, you probably shouldn't let that guy walk. He's a pretty useful guy and could potentially be even bigger for you next year if, um, you know, if, if he takes a step up the depth chart. So think a guy like Cedric Wilson in Dallas. I think a lot of people will have them trying to bring back Michael Gallup. I think ultimately Gallup's going to get too much money for Dallas to to re-sign him. Obviously, they've got a lot of resources in that receiving core with uh, Amari Cooper, with CeeDee Lamb. Cedric Wilson and Michael Gallup are both hitting free agency. I think we saw this year that Wilson can kind of step into that role that Gallup occupied and keep them three deep at receiver with some really good options, and he'll be a hell of a lot cheaper. Yeah, a couple of the names that stood out to me, you know, one guy going to the Super Bowl, Jesse Bates for the Cincinnati Bengals, the guy that has wanted the contract for a while, not having his best season, but having an outstanding playoffs, made one of the best plays you'll see that led to that overtime interception, uh, you know, playing the deep crosser against Tyree Kill, Jesse Bates, a playmaker at safety. I thought in the same division, Jadavian Clowney with the Browns was an interesting one where the Browns have done a pretty good job. They did a good job last year. I think they went out and got the guys they wanted. They kind of slow played the clowny thing. That's been the clowny story over these last couple of years. Hasn't gotten that big monster deal, but he was a really nice complimentary piece to Miles Garrett. And the other one was JC Jackson, the corner for the New England Patriots, given that they don't have much else behind yeah. JC Jackson, right? Remember at one point they had JC Jackson, they had Stefan Gilmore, who by the way also makes this list for the Panthers, but they got to hold on to J.C. Jackson in New England just as that 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 pillar to this cornerback group that uh, is, you know, a, a team that relies on their corners maybe more than any other team in the league because of how much man coverage Bill Belichick generally likes to play. Yeah, they, they let go of Stephon Gilmore, trade him away, um, knowing that you had J.C. Jackson behind him and you can get away with that. Now, if you lose J.C. Jackson as well, all of a sudden the whole thing on spools in a, in a real hurry. So they've got to keep J.C. Jackson around. For his entire career, targeting him has generated a passer rating of 50. 
Like right now, the average passer rating in the NFL is about 90, you know, just under 90. If you're getting 50 when you're targeting J.C. Jackson, that kind of shows you just how many plays he's making on the ball and how little he That's gives up in terms Richard of Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman territory, Sam. Yeah, That's it's like, crazy. That's his career. It really is. Like he is, and it's it's generated by those big impact turnover plays and plays on the ball. He is a legitimate ball hawk, but you need to keep that guy around because he's he's what enables that defense to function without Stephon Gilmore. And if you get rid of him, all of a sudden you're asking other guys to do an awful lot more. Uh, one guy I like that you highlighted here too, Morgan Moses from the New York Jets. So you've got some guys on here that were just they were free agents a year ago. He got released. Well, he got released by the the Washington Commanders. Sam, Ugh. they the football team released him though last year at this yeah. time. But Morgan Moses, he finally got banged up a little bit this year. But dude is extremely durable. He's huge, right around my size, you know. But a good sturdy right tackle for an offensive line. That uh, they just can't they, they 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 can't handle having any holes up front to make sure that Zach Wilson is protected there for the Jets. So I think Morgan Moses would be a shrewd one for the Jets. Yeah, and people keep giving them offensive linemen in the draft. I'm not sure they need it. Like they've they've thrown a lot of resources at that offensive line, and generally it's kind of come together pretty well. Remember this year they didn't have Mackay Becton for most of the year. Like he played a handful of snaps before going down, and the line was still pretty good. And guys like Morgan Moses are why. It's not that Moses is a great player. He he's a solid right tackle. And you know, he, he kind of bet on himself a little bit last year. He, he didn't take a two-year deal, I think, that was on the table. Took a one-year deal. And I, I would say he's earned a, a, a whatever a raise on the contract that was being offered last year is. So I think the Jets would be wise to, to lock him up for a, a couple of years and, you know, just have him as a, a solid, non-weak link on that offensive line. All right, it's time. The moment we've been waiting for since September. It's here in honor of the big game. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York, meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country. Sportsbook isn't yet available in your state. Play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56, and new customers can get a free shot at $1 million in a top prize with their first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF. Get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. It's promo code PFF at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. Got to be 21 or older. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gambling gaming resources. Gaming gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call the Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888 888- 789-7777 in New York. Call 8778-HOPE-NY. All right, Sam, any other names that stood out to you? Um, yeah, De- Deontay Harris for the New Orleans Saints. Like, Ooh, that's one. People yeah. think that the Saints had no receivers at all this year because they had no quarterback, right? And okay, they, they certainly had an absence of wide receivers. It's not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to claim that the, the group was strong or anything, but like Deontay Harris, I think, is a good dangerous receiver that averaged, you know, almost 2.7 yards per route run, which is a really high figure. That's sixth amongst all receivers in the NFL. That is a really high number. Despite that quarterback carousel of Jameis Winston, Trevor Simeon, uh, Taysom Hill, uh, Ian Book for briefly, like he shouldn't have been that productive. And as soon as you put a better group around him, I think you would immediately start to see just how good he is 
as a weapon. Like when Michael Thomas comes back and if they find somebody else to be a legit number two, all of a sudden Deontay Harris becomes this like dangerous, deep threat, third option uh, guy that can just be a game breaker from from all levels. Uh, that's a guy I think you should definitely try and keep in the building and kind of prey on the fact that he's underrated because of how bad that offense was at times this year. Yeah, I love Deontay Harris, man. He He's just always making plays, whether it is as a punt returner, whether it's in the gimmick game, jet sweeps and the whole thing, but he can get behind the defense for real. Um, two other interesting names that are on here because they were traded for. One, Vaughn Miller, Los Angeles Rams. Two day two picks for, for Miller, who's about to play in the Super Bowl again. And then Orlando Brown with the Kansas City Chiefs, right? When, when, when the Chiefs made that trade for Orlando Brown, all sorts of pick swaps and all that stuff, but it was essentially Orlando Brown for a first-round pick. If the Chiefs don't sign him, you go back and you look at that trade and you say, okay, well, they traded or you know for Orlando Brown. Uh, they gave up a first-round pick for one year of Orlando Brown. Yeah. Sunk cost, yes. Do they have to justify it or try to justify it by bringing him back? Either way, you're going to have a hole at left tackle. And then with the Rams, does this... Does it ease the blow a little bit if you get Vaughn maybe on the cheap a little bit? You know, the fact that you gave up those two picks, I think those are two interesting ones because of the trade factor for two veterans. The Vaughn Miller thing is interesting because he is certainly in the playoffs. He started to kick his game up and started and looked more like the Vaughn Miller from a few years ago before he started whatever decline he's been on. He had his first double digit pressure game since week eight of 2018. Like that's the kind of distance it's been since Von Miller's been that level of impact player. The question for him is going to be like, what's the price tag? Because if the Rams can convince him to come back for a relatively modest deal, I think they absolutely should do that. He's made a real difference to them. And that probably gets easier if they win a Super Bowl, right? Because all of a sudden you get that Tom Brady effect of, hey, let's get the band back together and let's go one more time. Let's try and repeat. Um, the Orlando Brown one, though, is interesting because it is a classic kind of sunk cost debate, right? The costs um, benefit analysis. Like they've they've already made that first round pick. They already traded the first round pick. That's done. Now the question is, is Orlando Brown worth the giant sum of money you would have to pay him to extend him? And I, I think you can make an argument that he isn't, but I would be staggered if a team was willing to walk away from that sunk cost and essentially admit that that was not a, not necessarily a, a massive mistake, but you know that they, they're not willing to re-up him after sending a first-round pick for a one-year rental. Like Orlando Brown has been solid at left tackle. He's been you know pretty decent, but that's not top left tackle money, and you're already paying a ton of money to Joe Tooney. All of a sudden, you have to do the same thing to Orlando Brown, and I think that does start to change the dynamic of like, where the resources get allocated and how much money is being spent on that offensive line and all those kinds of things. I think it's a real decision for Kansas City, and I would imagine they let the sunk costs sway them. Yeah, I think they're also weighing it against, you know, late in the first round, are they going to spend that first round pick now on another left tackle? Do you use that elsewhere? I think they'll end up doing it. I think you can convince yourself either way that Orlando Brown's worth the money, but if they do pay him a ton of money, the investment that they'll have in Orlando Brown and Joe Tooney. We'll see how that limits the Chiefs elsewhere going forward. So let us know which free agents should your team absolutely not let out the door. It's the PFF NFL Daily.